Episode 69, it's all about television. We're filling in for the architects while they take a well-deserved summer break. I want to say thanks to Jacinta for her last week of summer exit music. She's uh, done a fantastic job all summer. excellent job. Excellent job as a summer film. It's just superb. Mm. I can't say enough about it. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. It's uh, it's it's the start of uh, of some good TV, I think. Finally, you think you think it's you think it's beginning? I, I think I, I still think we're a couple of weeks away. Myself, really? I I, I think maybe I think that because uh, Supernatural started last night mm-hmm. on uh, on Channel Ten, and that's the first kind of show that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. That's that's on there. So um, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to what's coming up as well. Two weeks end of the tennis. Channel Seven will really start pumping out all their big ones we should see a few of their uh, a few of their big guns go to air in a couple of weeks yeah so i'm i'm really looking forward to it and i'm really looking forward to the tennis ending <laughs> it's causing endless havoc in melbourne town uh coming up later on in box cutters we've got i don't buy it which is all about ads on tv i'm going to talk a little bit about supernatural we've got a crap tv we've got some other stuff as well that's all coming up later on In the show, but right now, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. First up in the Box Cutters news, we've been advised that there will be rolling power outages across Melbourne tonight due to the bushfires and the heat. That's why it is. Yeah, yeah. Man, the traffic has been just shocking up Punt Road around Brunswick. Lights have been out. My dad left work early uh, because they didn't have any power there in Brunswick. I I didn't see any bushfires, though. No. No, no, but I I have seen a lot of heat. A lot of heat. And and possibly because of Brett's dad having to leave work early, why that's important, <laughs> I don't know, uh, there is the possibility that Triple R will be off the air at some period tonight. So, fingers are crossed that it doesn't happen, but we thought we'd warn you just in just, case. Just keep listening because we'll be back we very will. shortly. We will. Just, yeah, it, it, might, it might be just for a minute. And in other late-breaking news, I haven't been able to confirm this yet, I just got a text as we were coming into the studio, but apparently Channel 10 is planning to screen Letterman at 7.30 tomorrow night. Instead of the, like, 11.30, 12 Instead o'clock. of the late-night time slot. What? what? Who? Why? Particularly because of the Bindi Irwin interview. She's on with Dave. She's on with Dave. And they'll be screening that, uh, presumably, at 7.30 tomorrow night. That's fantastic. Well, it is. For that- all us, all of us Dave fans out there, that's, that's great news. No, it's also good news for Channel 10, because maybe a lot of people are going to see Letterman, who ordinarily wouldn't be up that late. And uh, or, or maybe ordinarily are watching Quiz Monkey or something else. I reckon it could backfire on them. I reckon people will watch it thinking it's like an Oprah Bindi special, which would just have Bindi the whole time, and Bindi won't come on until twenty minutes, half an hour into the show. After they get the gold of the monologue, yeah, and yeah, the, and and the whatever whatever he's talking about for that night. But yeah, I, I think it might backfire. But it'd be interesting to see how it goes. Hopefully, people don't don't hold it against him that he's ripped off Steve Vizard's idea of a talk show. <laughs> 
I can't imagine that uh, Channel 9 would ever have done this. Oh, no. No, no, no. They would have uh, maybe taken the interview after it went to air and put it on a 60-minute special. Yes, yes. So two, two things of interest there. One is that uh, Letterman is going on at 7.30, which is very exciting. Two, Channel 10 are promoting it. Yeah, amazing. But again, like we said, Channel 10, they're just doing what they want to do. Yeah. Imagine if they started putting it in the 7 o'clock slot. Oh. And it would run 7 till 8. Oh, yeah, it's not going to happen. No. Sorry. Yep, scrub that. No, it's, it's not going to happen. But, I'm, but I'm in the midst of imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that idea. Hey, while you're in the midst of imagining, imagine that there's a show called The Apprentice. Okay. Oh, I don't have to imagine that. I'm, I'm, I'm fully versed with The Apprentice. Well, an apprentice applicant is suing Donald Trump, according to Variety. Really? Obviously not one that's still that under consideration. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, this is uh, a man by the name of Richard Hewitt who is 49 years old and is suing Trump for age discrimination, saying that when he applied to the NBC show in 2005 and uh, uh, that uh, he was rejected <laughs> and that only two finalists over all six seasons have been over 40. Right. And he says it's because his age. He uh, told Associated Press, people watching it get the impression that if you want to work for a big organisation like the Trump organisation, you have to be young. Now, I think people get the, uh, get the impression that if you want young people to watch a television show, then the characters in that show should usually be young. And mm. that's what The Apprentice is all about. Yeah. It's all about picking up a, a high money earning young audience for the US network. Yep. Yep. Richard, and you're an also, idiot. Also, I mean, Trump always says, you know, over a million applicants, every, every series, he, he trumpets how many people actually applied to go on The Apprentice. It's a, it's a huge number. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, it's a million applicants, but 999,980 yeah. of them <laughs> are over 40. So really, all they do is they take the... Uh, <laughs> They take the 12 <laughs> ones who are under 40. Right, right. That's, that's what they do all the time, I'm sure. Well, could, could, by the same token, could somebody hideously ugly apply? And they wouldn't get put on either. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like two heads, kind oh, of hideously oh, that, ugly. That hideously ugly, not, yeah. not Amoroso. So, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I, I think that if... Uh, they probably for the same thing. Yeah, Amoroso could sue me now. <laughs> <sighs> Let's move off that topic. Brett Cropley, what have you got for us? Uh, the producers of the cult television series Lost are uh, in discussions with their uh, their heads of network at the ABC about two, two heads about uh, <laughs> ending the series. What, what now? Well, yeah, no, yeah, right now. They and uh, they were all. It's rescued. not. It's <laughs> not set to finish. Any time in the near future, they just want an end date to help plan future episodes. So they can say, okay, we're going, we're going to finish up in 2020. And <laughs> <laughs> well, no, according, according to these So that gives stories, us 250 episodes to do between we'll now and then. that story then and that story then. Yeah. And that story they're, then and they're looking at either two years or four years. So two more seasons or four more seasons. I don't know why they, they can't do three seasons. But they're either looking at two more seasons or four more seasons. Josh, it's all about the numbers. Ah, of course. Mm. <laughs> uh, in the US, the viewing figures have fallen by around about uh, 14%. Uh, the creators say that that's 
a little bit deceptive to say that it's becoming unpopular because uh, the program was such a sensation in its first two series. Um, this is the third series. Uh, viewing figures, they also uh, kind of point to the X-Files and how that was drawn out a little bit too long. Maybe a well, couple of series when, too long. When you said two or four Indeed. years, I'm thinking two years, not quite X-Files, four years, X-Files. Yeah. Especially four years, they've got a movie coming out. Especially if they uh, get rid of uh, Matthew Fox and somebody else takes his place, which is what they did on the X-Files. That's, was- <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, I mean, really, what killed the X-Files? It was Mulder leaving. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, in, and in, you know what killed that? It was him kissing Scully. Yes. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, after he kissed, of all the after he kissed Scully, all it just all down there. Um, I, th- I think this is quite exciting because, especially if it's a two-year kind of turnaround plan that they're looking at, we'll actually finally start getting some answers to, yep. to all these unanswered questions. Yep. What the freak was the polar bear about and you know, stuff like that. Well, actually, it was because they... Uh, no, that hasn't, that hasn't shown here yet. No, 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 no. What I'm going to say... Okay. Because the, uh, the Dharma Initiative, one of the ologies that they were studying was zoology. Right. And? Hence, there are a lot of animals around. But wasn't there some connection between Waltz and his supernatural powers and reading the comic with the polar bear in it? Well, yeah. Waltz escaped the island. Yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're living in the past. <laughs> get, get rid of that. That's no longer a question. It was just coincidence. In fact, okay. a lot of the things that have happened on, on Lost... A just coincidence. Just coincidence. <laughs> yeah. This polar bear is on a on a Hawaiian island. It's, it's, yeah. I'm telling you, it's to do with the ologies. Really? Yeah. They study lots of ologies. They did. They, watch the uh, watch the Dharma Initiative film again, like I did many many times. Yeah, because you were a freak for it. I was. I was. It was very exciting. An, an absolute freak. Speaking of, no, I can't even do that cross. That's just unfair to everybody involved. Ross McQueen. <laughs> One of the contestants of The Biggest Loser has had to withdraw in a move that Ten is labelling overcautious after she was taken to hospital twice <laughs> during, uh, during events and heats on the show. She's been taken to hospital twice and has had to pull out of the show, which is, which is bad luck for her. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, but overcautious? <laughs> overcautious, they're no, calling I, it. I, I would, firstly, I'd call it overly cautious, and secondly, I wouldn't call it that at all. <laughs> no. That's fair enough. They're basically calling, calling her a big baby, really, aren't they? Well, that, that's what it sounds like. A, a, a health expert that commented in the article I read and said, obviously, they can't comment specifically on these people because they don't know them, but clients that she has that are of a similar weight, she advises them never to run until they've started to get a little bit fit. I mean, the, the biggest loser, that's just jump straight in, start running, start lifting weights, start doing all kinds of things. But you'd think, like, just off camera, they'd have, they'd have teams of paramedics like they do in Mythbusters when they paint them with gold and stuff like that. You, you see, but the people in Mythbusters are important. Okay. <laughs> they they need... There's always, they can always get more contestants for The Biggest Loser. The, the Mythbusters hosts, they, you know, it'd be hard to replace them. Do you, do you think Channel 10 would persist if uh, they actually killed somebody? I, I think it depends how it rated. Mm. Yeah, but <laughs> is it on the live show? <laughs> or just on the uh, video Because they'd, they'd have to edit it out otherwise. Just quickly, speaking of The Biggest Loser, uh, Bob and Gillian are back as the trainers, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I'm not sure the story behind this, but Gillian wasn't on the most recent series of The Biggest Loser out of the US. And there was no explanation for that. No, so it's interesting that she's come back for the Australian season. 
Well, I th- she was pretty popular in, in Australia. And don't, don't forget that she had more airtime because Bob had to go back home. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I've seen, I've seen their ads and their ads look pretty exciting. And it seems like they've gotten even more overweight people for, yeah. for this edition. It's quite interesting. I think she was busy auditioning for uh, the role of Caroline on The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brett, you've got some news about Today Tonight. Today Tonight's the uh, Channel 7... In, in, Juggernaut. in great big air quotes, uh, current affairs show. He's <laughs> uh, in summer mode, and currently it's being hosted by Anna Curran. And uh, the word is that Seven have given the nod to Anna Curran to be the permanent host by the head of news and current affairs, Peter Meekin. That's, um, a, that's, a, that's big work for her because uh, she was pretty much only out of Sydney. I think she was a fill-in news presenter on Sunrise for a while. And this is uh, excellent national uh, exposure for her. So uh, it's quite quite interesting. Mm. But then again, didn't do so well for Naomi. So <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Her partner, Ben Hansen, is relocating back to Sydney uh, from his London post, uh, indicating that the fix is in. Ben Hansen, he was the middle brother. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not the not the young baby <laughs> drummer. And lastly, in the box cutters news, Channel Ten say YouTube is a friend. Of course, it is. It's a friend. There, uh, as we've discussed on this show a number of times in the past, Channel Ten are looking at revamping their whole online scenario, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show as well. But one of the things uh, it says uh, it likes Google and YouTube. Uh, and uh, they're going to help with the and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it also it also likes cars that are red. Uh, there's a the new web showcase is uh, due out next month, and it's developing plans for internet video, uh, which means that they're going to need some kind of online streaming scenario, and maybe they're going to have a YouTube channel, much like CBS does. Maybe they can uh, get. Uh Shit hot New York uh, design studio Razorfish in to build them a great big website. Is that what they've done? That's what they did. Really? Yeah. yeah that, that That's was good because that, um, there aren't any web coders in uh, in Australia. So, of course not. well, that was that partnership with them and uh, Village Roadshow. And um, what was it called? Was it just Scape? Yeah, yeah, Scape. Yeah, that was years yeah. and years and years ago. Yeah, they lost a bomb on that. Yeah, that's because it tanked. It tanked. <laughs> really did. Well, it was a terribly designed <laughs> website. <laughs> And that's the Box Cutters news coming up next. We have, I don't buy it, but between now and then, let's listen to something nice for our ears. It's 20 and a half minutes past seven o'clock. You're listening to Box Cutters. 20 and a half? 20 and a half minutes past seven. You're listening to Box Cutters on 3 Triple R. Ross, what did we hear there? That was Le Rimes Digital with Jack Your Body, Make It Sweat. And what's the television reference there? Well, well, I'm very glad you asked. Tonight's music has a bit of a theme going in it. Is it, is it all going to be bouncy, boppy? No, not necessarily, okay. but it is all from ads that are featured on television. Right. And that one was from uh, the Citron ad, where the car morphs uh, transformer-like into a into a metal person. And, and then and, and then does some bouncy, boppy dancing to some, you know, bouncy, boppy music. Yep. I like that. That's a track. That's so a there nice you go. Idea. Excellent. You are listening to 3RRR 102.7. Hi, this is Bert Newton, and you're listening to Triple R. 
Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look. Sly look. Sly look. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. The sounds of I Don't Buy It, all about ads on Box Cutters. Yes, there's a new series of Kellogg's all-brand ads out, <laughs> complete with a new celebrity spokesperson. Because Darren's a bit sick. Well, anybody who's seen it would have would have known the fine work Darren Hinch did on, on, over the last couple of years. Yes, but he is very sick. He is. and, and I, I wonder if he'd eaten more all-brand if he wouldn't be so sick. Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking with his withering, <laughs> sick-looking... Oh. Ever shrinking appearance. Perhaps he he was deemed not to be the ideal spokesman for a cereal that they're trying to sell primarily on its health benefits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, so this this new ad has an, uh, a young couple renovating a house, and they stand to attention as a voiceover announces that Mr. and Mrs. Blah 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 are taking the two week all brand challenge. And it's the nappy sand challenge. <laughs> no, it's a different it's the challenge. Old brand challenge. You, you, you don't even listen anymore. <laughs> you just jump in with random words. You, you've got to get your challenges right. <laughs> anyway, uh, as as he's saying that, Merv Hughes appears in the background, <gasps> and the announcer says, "And to help them through, Merv Hughes." And Merv Hughes appears at the back door, and <laughs> the couple, so to speak, the couple. <laughs> Turn around and he says, the man says, you'll have to come around the front. The back door's not working. Ah, ha-ha. And Merv grins and holds up the box and says, we'll soon fix that. Oh. I, I'm, I'm not sure Merv Hughes is a perfect fit for these ads. They're, they're obviously going for a younger market here. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure about Merv. Fibre-deficient Hinch fans... <laughs> That's a lock. I can I can understand that, but uh, I'm not so sure about uh, about Merv. But how clever is it to to link it to home renovations? I mean, can you imagine all the poo puns and clever analogies they're going to come up with over this whole series? They could have uh, the plumbing's blocked, the drains need clearing out, the garage is full of junk and needs a and needs a good clean. Uh, I'm sure there's something to do with a compost heap that they can make a pun about. Uh, the back passage needs emptying. The pipes are full of gunk that won't come out. Everything's backed up. Thank God we didn't need the hose. And then uh, once the house is all repaired, they could uh, say, thank God everything's running smoothly again. Yeah. Uh, still, I liked it better when Herb Elliott just, you know, would run up to the camera, say, eat all bran, and then run away. Yeah, yeah. But- yeah, that was much better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about poop when I'm <laughs> eating my cereal. I mean, sure, that might be what I'm thinking about when I buy it in the supermarket. But after that, I don't want to think about Merv Hughes and enemas. I, that's my understanding from that ad as well. But I, surely you've got to have some some payoff for, for actually eating all brand. If if it's, like, <laughs> fully brand, it doesn't have a lot of taste about it. It's, it is, like maybe eating cardboard so you think about all the good things that this is doing for you so you want to do, know do you reckon Murph Hughes fans though are the type that are going to be thinking about the brand in a diet well you know he was he's, he's been a, a figure of, of good health for a long time with his stretching for the old work cover ads back in the day when he was still playing and yep and he's recently done two series of celebrity overhaul that's, I, I'm just not sure. That's because the first one didn't take. <laughs> I'm just not sure that the that the typical Merv Hughes fan out there is going. Yeah, all brand. I'll no, go buy some. No, I don't, I don't think so. The, the, the typical Merv Hughes fans still eating cocoa pops. I think. 
No, I reckon the people that were Murphy's fans are now at the age where they should be thinking about their roughage. <laughs> well, clearly Cullocks agree with you. You know, yeah. I, I agree with you, Ross. Yeah. I, don't, I don't buy it at all. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the box cutters. Now, we've said a lot of good things about Channel 10 on this show recently. We have. You Last week, you were very, very uh, uh, high in your praise. Yes, I was, because they were releasing episodes of Supernatural mm-hmm. a few days before they aired on Channel 10 mm-hmm. onto the internet. You could download them, watch them on your computer, and be ahead of the game, so to speak, but also go and tell your friends what a great show it was. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been able to do that because last night's episode of Supernatural was fantastic. It was exactly what I wanted from the start of the second season. I mean, the the end of the first season ended so dramatically. I mean, they, essentially, their car got hit by a giant truck and you thought all of them were dead. So, uh, I, I thought, well, either they're going to just end it there and not continue it on or they're going to need something special to continue it on. So, last night's episode was, was great. Wait, what happened? I'd- I need closure. Oh, they uh, kind of survived. They, you know, <laughs> it starts. They're in the hospital, and oh, uh, right. you know, okay, they, okay. It wasn't the old uh, the old film strip type of you saw it from a different angle, and they all got out of the car and oh, no, no, had no. a beer, and no, no, very much, very much in hospital. Dean is very close to death, and oh. uh, you know, it's but then he gets his spirit gets to walk around and interact with uh, other things from the spirit world. So it's it worked really uh, well. Yeah, for, yeah. For, Can I just interrupt you quickly? Is their dad? Ellsworth from Deadwood? Uh, I, you know what? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. But that's the second time somebody asked me, is that person someone from Deadwood? And the thing is, the makeup in Deadwood is so good mm. that it's really hard for me to to recognise people in, in other roles. But no, I don't think it's Ellsworth. Isn't the dad the love interest in Grey's Anatomy? I, I don't watch Grey, so I He's in something you. really weird. Anyway. And you know who else? Uh, the Farnham. Is that his name? Farnham, who owns a hotel across the yeah, road? Yeah, He's in uh, Blade Runner. Right. So, no one really cares why I had to watch Supernatural no, last night. No, no, no. Is, we're interested. Is, is that we're what interested. I'm Okay. So, you can't... Couldn't actually download it. Oh. If you're using Firefox, which 25% ah. of all browsers are at the moment... You also couldn't use it if you were on a Mac. What, was it a download? It was a download. It was a download that you could keep on your computer for twenty for 48 hours. Right. Uh, so it had very specific digital rights management software involved. Was it, was it, did it just come through as an AVI or was it something else? Uh, it, well, I don't know. Sounds like oh, you yeah. had to watch it in a browser window. Well, the thing is, you had to download other bits of software to be able to play it. Oh. So, you couldn't, you couldn't transfer it... You couldn't transfer it onto to, to anything else. else. Uh, uh, PVR or digital recorder or anything like But you like also that. needed to be able to use, A, an Internet Explorer, and, uh, and then, B, be able to uh, use ActiveX controls, which cause security hazards, uh, and then also do all this other stuff that essentially didn't work. So I don't. I haven't found anybody who's been able to actually download it right. from Channel Ten on uh, ZDNet, which is a, a tech website. Mm. They had uh, ten reasons why Channel Ten's downloading sucked. Oh, and uh, it, essentially, it's a really, really bad system that yeah. 
it's a great idea. It should be available. I don't care if you just make it available as YouTube snippets or do whatever. If that's what you're doing, fine. But do something that works. Do something that everybody can enjoy. Yep. Not just people who have a PC and are using Internet Explorer and are willing to open up their computers to, to security hazards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I really, I, I hope that, because they were doing this for the first four episodes of Supernatural, I hope that they fix this up. That before. they sort it out. I just in a related story that I was actually going to talk about in Pork, I, uh, I was talking last week about how good websites for the US shows are, and I thought, oh, I might have a look at Heroes website. Yes. And a lot of these websites have two-minute catch-ups. So I thought, oh, I'll watch the two-minute catch-up and review it for the show tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the embedded ad, and then I got the message saying, I'm sorry, you can't view this in your part of the country, in, in your part of the world. Really? So did you go through and use Brett's Special Fancy? I didn't use Brett's Special Fancy, but uh, I, I was just, I mean, you know, I'm a sucker, I should have realised, but I couldn't believe they made me sit through the ad. Yeah, of course. Before... Before telling me that, you know, no, you can't, uh, you can't actually watch that. So, how much do you love Chevrolet now? Uh, it, was, uh, it was something we don't even get here. It was some kind of, it was like a Visa card type deal. But right. We're, anyway. How quite. annoying. Mm. How annoying. So, so two problems with two the problems. this week after we were big mouthing it and saying how good it was last week. Networks. Look at your networks. Ah, that you- was Jose Gonzalez with uh, Heartbeats. And the TV connection there. Well, that was actually from that brilliant ad, and it's rare that you say brilliant in uh, when talking about ads. But that was from the brilliant Sony Brava ad with all the uh, bouncy Super Bowls, the Super Bowls. down the hill in which the, I call uh, high bounces. But you know, let's in San Francisco. In San Francisco, all uh, high speed footage of, of of millions of of Super Bowls in different colours going down ad. the hills. Fantastic. Was ad. actually done in real life. There's no CG in there. It's all Which is real Super graphics. Bowls. No computer graphics. You can at all. actually get a, um, a download a making of video uh, from the Bravia ad uh, from the Bravia website. I can we try to find a copy of that to link to from the boxcutters.net website? Not a problem. Excellent. That if is you, the website. Boxcutters.net. Yes. And, yes. And, <laughs> and apparently Jose Gonzalez is uh, Swedish, Brett. He's not Mexican. As Mexican as he sounds, he is Swedish. And uh, that's actually a cover that he's done. He's a big coverer. Mm. Um, he covered uh, The Heartbeats, which was by The Knife originally. Um, who are also who another Swedish, Swedish band. band and mm. came out uh, sometime last year. And we had a caller during that track asking what Brett's special fancy was. No, Brett, they're not biscuits. They're not. No, no. That And they're not special cakes. And it's also not soap. Brett, can you explain what your special fancy is so people can look at stuff from the US? It's basically a proxy anonymizer. So, uh, so, so it's it's like a relay, basically. If if we're talking technically, so so you talk to this website over in whatever part of the the world it is, and um, that takes your signal. And then you tell it where which site you want it to go to, and it doesn't tell the site you want to go to where the request is coming from. So, so, so they it, don't know that the request is coming from Australia. So it cloaks, yes. it cloaks where you're coming from. Right, what, and what's it called, Brett? Uh, I think it's the dash cloak. Right, something. But there's a link. On <laughs> there's there is a link on the Boxcutters website. You are of course listening to Boxcutters. Josh Canal, Ross McQueen, and Brett Cropley with you until eight o'clock. 
we're filling in for the architects while they're taking a well-deserved summer break. And I also need to point out that we have been advised there will be rolling power outages across Melbourne tonight due to bushfires and the heat. So there is the possibility that Triple R might be off the air at some period tonight. Our fingers are crossed that it doesn't happen, but we needed to warn you just in case. Be aware. It's might happen. Especially if it's happening to you where you are right now. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> and now it's time for Crap TV on box cutters. <gasps> no. Yes. Yes, it is, Brent well, Cropley. Shall we just do it? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Crap TV is where we talk about the networks and how. They have done us wrong yet again. Yes. Now, surely there's nothing crap TV this week. Letterman's going to be on at 7.30 tomorrow. There, there is crap TV uh, coming out of uh, Channel 9 once again. They're up to their old tricks, as they seem to do every year with the one-day cricket. They're trying to squeeze an hour of news and a current affair into the 45-minute gap between innings. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They take a break over tea for 45 minutes. Yes, which is enough time for 45 minutes of news. Yes. An hour is longer than 45 minutes. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that, yes. Yeah, and uh, you might think, oh, well, you only miss 15 minutes of cricket or so, but more often than not, the first innings will finish early, meaning that you can miss anything from 45 minutes up to an hour of cricket. So uh, why, why don't they just start the news as soon as... The cricket ends. Because the they, can't, they can't do that. <laughs> they can't start the news at 5.30. That will throw out all the viewers and they'll all get confused. They have to start the news at 6. Right. So uh, so let's just say, uh, on average, we miss 30 minutes of cricket. Now, you might think that with seven hours of play, 30 minutes of cricket, it's not really that much. But uh, when the Aussies are chasing, the game is often lost, won or lost in that 30-minute period, especially if, uh, if Adam Gilchrist's batting and uh, Australia are off to a flyer. could be 40, 50 or 70 runs in by the time they cross over after a current affair. The match is essentially over. So uh, there are only 15 matches in the one-day series and only five of them happen on weekdays involving Australia. And, and they're all on Fridays. So Channel 9... Don't show a current affair on Fridays for five weeks. It's that simple. That's easy. That would seem easy, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm sure we can go one day a week without dodgy builders, miracle diets and stories about breasts. Well, and the thing is, they've got a choice that they can make. They can maintain their commitment to the cricket that they've mentioned time and time and time again, but also failed to prove time and time and time again. Uh, Either commit to the cricket or commit to a current affair, but... No, no, Let no, us no. Know. Just, just commit to a cricket. No, commit no, because the if they're not going to commit to the cricket, then maybe Channel 10 can have it. Maybe the ABC can have it back. Oh. Maybe SBS could have it and just, put as many ads just, in as they want. Just that missing half an hour? No, the whole lot. The whole lot? If they're going to com- they, they're either going to commit to the cricket, well, or they're, I mean, I'm very angry about this. The cricket's a huge ratings winner for them. I can't imagine that ACA would rate better, so I don't know why they do it. Well, nobody's going to watch A Current Affair and then go, hmm, suddenly I like the cricket. That's not going to happen. Whereas, usually they'll go, they'll watch A Current Affair and then go, oh, look, McLeod's Daughters is on now. I've never seen this before. I'll watch that. Mm. But people who watch A Current Affair already know whether or not they like the cricket. It's not a lead-in. In fact, I think the opposite happens. Fans who like the cricket watch, see A Current Affair and think, gee, I hate A Current Affair. Yeah. Either way, Mm. it's crap TV. It is. 
I'm Gillian Anderson. I'm very sexy <laughs> in an odd way, and I don't want to hear your radio. This is uh, Jess McGuire, and you're listening to the lovely men of Box Cutters, who are always here to helpfully inform you of any existence of photos of Britney Spears giving birth on all fours, clutching lion's heads. Love nothing better. Download the hell out of it. Now, it's this is not- very exciting, this... Sorry, I jumped in. I'm, I'm just too excited. It's 19 minutes to 8 o'clock <laughs> on 3RRR. You're listening to The Box Cutters uh, either through 3RRR or through our podcast on boxcutters.net. If you want to email us, you can. Hooray at boxcutters.net and, uh, and you know, tell me off for saying nasty things. Get to the thing. Get to the thing. Wait. <laughs> at 8 o'clock, Nick Taylor is coming up with Beats Electric. And now, here's the thing. Brett Cropley. Well, here's the thing here. Um, what, what is it? People I, I can't see it, Was Brett. it last people, week or was people it the week before the, uh, that we people had People watching a the video item. podcast can see it. There is no video podcast. Uh, we had a news item last week or the week before about uh, a, a new Steve Irwin action figure, which will actually speak. Uh, yes. I, I, you, you think of an action figure? You think of uh, something that's about a foot long? Stands up and uh, has has maybe grip hands and and stuff like that, um, but they were talking kind about of this like G- it was a GI Joe can kind of a thing, like like it was a brand new thing, and I thought, hang on a second, hang on. You thought, crikey, for my thirty first <laughs> birthday from a very special friend who uh, sent off to the to the United States, I have a doll here. I, I'm looking at it as we speak. It's still in this box. Yes. But press the press the thing. And, Do and, the thing. And so so ironically, when you when you find just that sweet spot where the stingray <laughs> hits. <laughs> it's right That's, it's I, right in his chest. You've got to push his <laughs> chest. And uh, this is the Steve Irwin doll. That he's, he's got, uh, I think he's meant to have the crikey face on, but he does look like he's got the stingray expression he, on his face. He really, <laughs> he really does. We are going to post a photo of this up on boxcutters.net. So. <laughs> now, the, the box says that he comes with 12 croc phrases. This is awesome. Be careful, Steve, says Terry on the side <laughs> of the box. <laughs> So uh, I hope you can hear that at at home because it's a uh, it's it really it's very it's very quiet. But you've got to get right on the stingray wound. And <laughs> and I have to say, Brett, that it's it, it is quite disturbing to see you squeezing Steve Irwin like that. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> so. He's also the robot from Lost in Space. Uh, <laughs> it says, "Crikey, I can talk. Squeeze my belly." Crocs roll. So, but this is not the doll that's coming out. This is not the doll that's coming out. I reckon that uh, the doll that is actually coming out is is like the low budget version of what I have right here. Um, this is this is all cloth that's got a big plastic head. Uh, they're just talking about plastic and some joints, and uh, I'm not sure exactly where they're going to put the. Uh, the, the squeeze points on the action figure for him to be able to say stuff. Often it's on a on a base. You can put the action figure st- standing on some kind of base that has a speaker on it, and you press a button on that base. I've got a... Uh, a, a yes? Could yes. be a squeezy hand. Could be a squeezy hand. But, Ross, do you have one of the uh, Simpsons characters that uh, that could talk? I, I have many little statues of the Simpsons characters, but none of them None talk. of them can, can talk, because uh, at, at my no, house... Not, not by themselves. Right. I mean, I sit there going... <laughs> <laughs> what about your crusty the clown doll that you pull the string on? 
Oh, well, if I had one of those, that would talk, but unfortunately I don't have one. But also if you had one of those, it would be cursed and try to stab you in your sleep. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it'd be worth it. <laughs> yes. Uh, now we're going into a track and we'll be back on Box Cutters with some pork. Brent, you had a sharp intake of breath. Yes, I did. Sorry. I'm, I'm still a little bit out of it. Listeners might not have uh, known. Because uh, you've, been, you've been on some severe painkillers for the past few weeks. For the severe pain. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a little something for us to uh, all relax to. Excellent. Start banging your head. I could listen to that ditty all day. You could. That was Mr. Uzo. Oizo. How do you say it, Brett? Mr. Oizo. Mr. Oizo with, uh, with flat beat. Was that you? No, that was him. He was he was just farting at the end there. That was from the uh, connection. That was from another commercial. All the ads, mu- all the music has been from ads tonight, and that was from a Levi's commercial in the states involving a uh, a headbutting puppet named Flat Eric. Oh. And uh, I'm th- sure, and film clip same. And I'm sure you can find them both on YouTube. Right. That's a. I really liked that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, my understanding is that the 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 puppet and the ad made the song a hit. Right. It happens so often. Hmm. Uh, we are the Box Cutters. You listen to you, 3 Triple R. You can email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. It's time for us to go into what is possibly one of the most important segments we have on Box Cutters. It's pork. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the Box Cutters in mind. Box Cutters. Pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Now, there's been a little bit of confusion about pork. What is it? Why do we do it at the end of the show? Essentially, it's a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't good enough to be a news item, wasn't long enough to be a segment, but still needed to be said. Observations that are... are, very interesting and, um, and, and and strangely compelling. It's strangely compelling. We did have another name for this segment it before was, we arrived on pork. It was originally called Bits and Pieces. And yes. then it was called... Compelling uh, Content. Compelling Content. Then Strangely Compelling Content. And then APT, and which then, was the acronym for Strangely Compelling Content. And then, and, now, uh, and then Brett's Fancy, but then we had to change the name because we were all getting confused. Get confused. And then... <laughs> I was going to sue. <laughs> and then Brian Nankervis came on the show and uh, made us that very excellent... Uh, little card, and we went, well, pork, naturally, that's what it's all about. And at the end of the show, I always feel like a, a bit of a pork chop. <laughs> you should see how starting you, to get hungry. You should see how you look from here. Uh, I want to say that the 20th TV production company in the United States mm-hmm. have uh, bought the rights from Fremantle for Temptation to show that in the States. So they're... Oh, to show it, not to, well, not to make it. No, they're making it, right. and then they're going to show it. Oh, Okay. So, uh, so they're going to they're be making it as Temptation, a, formerly sale of the century. Correct. Correct. And if you have a look at the Fremantle website, they talk about game shows and they've got, uh, they've got images from Australian Temptation on the Fremantle Media website. But then it says sale of the century. Oh. So either they haven't... Up- and in some countries, it is still sale of the century. And in some countries, it is... Well, and Temptation, I think, was Australian. Right. Australia was the first place to call it Temptation, right. is my understanding. But it's been on in other countries as Sale of the Century. Yes, in the US it was on as Sale of the Century. But was or, there some history here about it being Temptation in the early days, like the first time that it came on Australian TV? No, it was always Sale of the Century. Okay. It was always, yeah. But um, 
can you can you do that? Can you just change the name and licenses out to somebody else? Well, it's still owned by the same. I mean, it was still owned by Grundy. Okay. And Fremantle Media bought Grundy's amongst right. a whole bunch of other. I, I went to the Fremantle Media website and had a look at their history, and essentially, it's part of the Bertelsmann's Group, and it's part of this huge group of of companies that each have swallowed each other up and changed names, etc., etc., etc. So it's a whole lot of com- companies, but Grundy's was one of the companies that was uh, that was taken up by Fremantle Media. Who now own the rights to Sale of the Century and Temptation. So I can't do my own hospital show and call it Joe's Anatomy. No. And, and license that to many countries around the world. No, I don't think so. Mm. I, d- I don't think you could do that. Well, I called up... No, you could, because <laughs> it, would, it would have a different script. I assume. I assume you wouldn't use the same script. I don't know. So ga- game show versus drama, they're very different beasts. Yeah, that's true. That's I true. called up Fremantle Media this afternoon to ask them what it meant for Australian Temptation to be taken up by the the US and to have the concept taken up by the US, uh, they failed to call me back. So right. <laughs> I'm not important enough or they don't check their messages. Hey, uh, the... Probably the former. The MTV have announced that the next series of Real World will be shot out of Sydney. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I was so news. hoping you were going to say out of a cannon. <laughs> that's the uh this is the 19th series of real world and for those who don't know uh mtv really were the precursor for a lot of reality television uh real world started in the early 90s and uh way before big brother a very similar concept except they're not really trapped in the house they're free to live their lives it just gets filmed the whole time and another one of theirs was real world uh sorry real, that was real world. the same thing another one that has a different name and is a different concept was uh road walls Ah, and Road Rules was a fantastic show, which was kind of a precursor to The Amazing Race. Well, you know the uh, the producer of Real World mm-hmm. uh, initially was also the producer of The Osbournes, both of them MTV productions, and he was a big fan of Sylvania Waters. Ah. So Sylvania Waters is really the show that started all of this happening because yep. yep. he saw Sylvania Waters and went, right, real people living their lives, camera following them. Interesting, yeah, and uh, and so that's what he's done. If you if you have a look at how the Osbournes is edited, and have a look at how Sylvania Waters was edited, they're they're very similar. It's just a, a little bit of trivia. That's what Pork is about. <laughs> uh, while we're on uh, the MTV networks uh, at the moment, uh, Mark Barnett is going to produce the next series of MTV Awards. Ah, so I don't know what kind of extremeness they, they, he's going to. They get them in series, do they? You uh, do the movie awards, the MTV awards, and um, the European awards. All I'm guessing. In- uh, wow. Maybe it's just the MTV Music Awards. I don't have uh. th- that much information on it. But I think it's interesting that Burnett is... Uh, he's gone from having absolutely no shows to having way too many shows. How is he going to fit all of that on his, yeah, on his plate? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. MTV awards have got a lot to answer for. I was watching uh, the Countdown Spectacular when it was on a few weeks ago on the ABC, and John Paul Young was doing his bit, and they'd had obviously paid models or you know a renter crowd in the front all going nuts and that was really mtv started all that of just you know realizing that most of the people who were there to accept awards aren't going to be very animated let's hire a crowd to go bananas in the front row okay for awards i was Mm. i was going to go back soul train you know oh no no i'm just talking just talking awards hey i also wanted to say there are Lots he was, of, he was just talking awards, Brett. Don't look so confused <laughs> about it. Speaking of game shows. Yes. Uh, Channel 7 are advertising a new game show called The Rich List. 
I'm not quite sure the format of this show, but uh, they keep flashing amounts of money on the bottom of the screen during the ad. 10 million, 15 million, 37 million. It'll be a cold day in hell before anybody wins $37 million oh, on yes. this show. I would, I would suggest no one will come close to even winning a million, but uh, we'll wait and see. I could be proved wrong. No, I, I don't think you will be. Mm, mm. I, I, really, I really don't. Hey, observations on uh, one, what's happened with Dave uh, in the switch over from Channel 9 to Channel 10. Channel 9, uh, who hate Dave, um, <laughs> were just showing the non-letterboxed uh, 4 by 3 ratio uh, version of it uh, with the CBS logo. Um, Channel 10, who love Dave, um, have taken the widescreen version. Uh, they did start off without... A, a, the watermark, the CBS watermark, and then for a couple of nights they showed just the four by three, but uh, they've they've settled into a widescreen version with the CBS watermark okay. um, each and every week. There's o- obviously some some issue with the feed, but I suppose Channel Nine's uh, train of thought was he's a skinny man. He doesn't need all that screen space. <laughs> He's very tall. They've got to use up the, the whole thing. Um, and uh, and ho- hopefully as many listeners as possible has caught the West Wing last night. It was amazing, the second episode that they showed last night. Um, the final scenes with uh, Take 5, the, uh, the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Uh, we should we should also mention that the Golden Globes have been on at time of recording this. We're deliberately not mentioning them for people like me who want to watch the Channel Ten feed and pretend that it's live. But uh, we just wanted you to know that we know that it's that, been on. That, that it's that it's happened. And between you and me, listeners, I had a look at the list of winners, and quite frankly, I completely forgot that the Golden Globes were on. <laughs> and also, we'll have a uh, we'll have an active discussion about the Golden Globes on the blog. So if you want to tune in to boxcutters.net, do so. Yes. That brings us to the end of Box Cutters for another week. Thanks uh, very much to no one. We had no guest. I'm thinking the Steve Irwin doll. <laughs> Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Nick Taylor's up with Beats Electric. Hopefully, I haven't Hopefully. seen him yet. Uh, that'll be coming up next. It is... Eight o'clock now, and hey, let's be careful out there.